Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Are uh, stolen cars on the rise here in London, Ontario? I feel like there are. Jess Brady's in for Devin Peacock. She had this story in her news. Four people in custody after two separate cases uh, involving stolen vehicles on the weekend. Wonderland Road and Dingman Drive yesterday morning just before 11 o'clock. Two vehicles collided in an intersection. Two suspects in the stolen vehicle fled on foot, but they were nabbed with the help of the canine unit. Oh. Who let the dogs down? That's got to be the most terrifying situation to be in ever. You just hear that panting behind you. <laughs> As you're running, I, I did when I was in Kingston. I told you before, Jim, that I did the the suit, like mm-hmm. the padded suit, and I got tackled by the canine unit. Oh yeah, that dog gets on your arm. It's like a vice. It's not letting go, and you you don't realize how muscular those things are until their jaw is clamped on onto your arm, and they're just writhing around taking you down you it's very hard to escape those dogs yeah you, you just hope somebody left some like uh beef jerky in the backseat of the car you stole so you could throw they get it distracted like, yeah. yeah so kudos to the canine unit for doing their job there two hours later officers notified my onstar that a vehicle had been stolen mm. out of old south they got uh, the two people who were responsible for that vehicle theft as well a, a friend of mine um, her son had mom's car stolen. So, oh. so my buddy's uh, son is on the Western football team. He went to uh, a practice, and they think that somebody had been scoping out the change rooms there for a while because someone went into the change rooms during the practice and robbed a bunch of the, the lockers, took personal belongings, phones, wallets, that sort of stuff. And they took the car keys of, uh, of my friend's son, went out, stole mom's car from the parking lot. Wow. And took off. You're really playing with fire, stealing stuff from a from bunch of football, football players. Team. Yeah. <laughs> like they're fast. They can chase you and probably hurt you when they catch you. Yeah. I don't know which I'd rather, having the canine unit hot on my tail or having... <laughs> The Western football team hot on my tail. At least the, the canines are trained to show some restraint. The football <laughs> players, I don't know. Well, Tess, I told the story about the guy, my buddy, who had an Uber Eats driver show up to deliver food, and as he walked up to the door yeah, to give the food, somebody stole ago. the car. Somebody tried to jump in the car. and Oh, they, they did. did. Yeah, they got in the car and drove away. I, I just feel that people are stealing cars more in London, Ontario than I can remember in recent history. Hmm. And the problem is the cops are don't have the resources to deal with it all. Like uh, my friend's car is still missing; they haven't found it yet. They've been trying to get the police to to give them updates, but they're just obviously overwhelmed with all these cars that are being stolen. Yeah, in the city of London, it's a frustrating situation for everyone. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I'm surprised cops find as many stolen cars as they do to begin with. Because you literally drive the evidence away. Once it's gone, you take off the plates, do a switcheroo. Scrap it for parts. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. That's why we need to get dogs riding on the backs of football players on every street (laughs) corner. (laughs) The new superhero. (laughs) Track down these car thieves. Yeah. Got some text messages, Jim. 
My girlfriend's grandmother had her car stolen while dropping off clothes at a Salvation Army donation bin. The guy was on the other side of the bin, jumped in when she was getting the clothes out of the back of the car. He jumped in and he was gone. You stole a grandmother who's donating clothes to the Salvation Army's car? Good luck at the pearly gates, bud. I have a feeling you're you're not getting in there. Maybe he thought she was donating the car, too. Oh, a Buick. <laughs> this is way better than that VCR. It would, been, it would have been something if he crawled out of the donation box. <laughs> uh, another one here. Had my license plate stolen. London police said they have at least 10 plates go missing a day in London, Ontario. Wow. Police are they? They've got to be swamped with with these kind of calls. But I can just imagine how frustrating it is. Like I know my friends who got their car stolen from the university last week. They're super frustrated. They just feel like the cops don't have time to look for their car, and they they feel like they're leading the investigation on the whole thing. Right? Got a call here. How you doing? Good. You guys were talking about stolen cars. Yeah, uh, we had ours stolen last summer our brand-new pickup truck. We had less than 3,000 kilometers on it when it was taken. Oh, did you get it back? We did get it back. The biggest problem I found, and it's not a popular opinion, but when we called the police, they really could not have cared less. Um, they showed up to to take the information and stuff like that the morning we noticed it was gone. Um, my work truck was right beside the truck that was stolen, and it was rooted through. They didn't even bother to get fingerprints off it or anything like that. Um, we are... My wife's purse was found that was in the truck, was found out of business uh, around the corner from us, thrown on the ground right in front of a security camera for that business. We contacted the police. They didn't care. They didn't bother getting information from the security camera. Um, Three days after it was stolen, because we live outside of London, we're about 45 minutes north of London, um, a London police officer called my wife and accused her of stealing gas from a business in London because our truck was spotted stealing gas. And my wife told them, well, my truck was stolen. And they said, well, it wasn't on file. They had no notice. Of You're it. kidding. <laughs> so when we finally did get, uh, they finally found it with the guys in it. They chased them and arrested them. Apparently the guy that had stolen it had just gotten out of jail from stealing cars before. Um, and the truck was full of backpacks and purses that they had stolen from other people. What other people, a skid. Uh, and uh, it's, it was really frustrating because once we got it back, the, the tow truck guy had all this, stuff that wasn't ours that they had stolen they called the police and said what do you want us to do with it and they literally said just throw it out we have no need for it come we're talking, on like, we're talking phones we're talking licenses we're talking all this other stuff and they just didn't want anything to do with it it was it was a horrible experience all the way around <laughs> which i mean having something stolen probably should be but yeah the, the, the you think that would be a list. jackpot for the police they'd be like hey we found these iphones oh i mean i'm sure it's a ton of work sorting through and trying to match it up with the people who had things stolen but yeah you'd think that would be a huge victory for everybody involved yeah you get to be the hero right yeah hey, we yeah. found your stuff that's what i thought and i said like when they wouldn't if they had to take the fingerprints off my other truck the guy had just got out of jail from stealing vehicles they would have known exactly who it was they could have driven over to where uh, residence you would think and, and find them but no, it was it was it was pretty un, unnerving and makes me believe that that's why so many vehicles are being stolen. Like in our area, all the little towns around us, it's like a monthly thing. Whereabouts getting stolen? Um, we're from Hensel, so we're about forty-five yeah. minutes north. Just, there's just uh, no repercussions. They, yeah, they know they can get away with it. Yeah. Well, we're glad you got your truck back, sir. <laughs> and too. hey, you got fifty free backpacks now. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the Calgary Stampede going on right now, Jim. You've been uh, kind of watching what's going on out uh, at West. Yeah, love the Stampede, love all the rodeo stuff. Always have, but this comes up every year. And this year it seems to be gaining more momentum than ever. Should they ban the chuck wagon races at the Stampede? Of course, it's like the the horse dragging the the chariot behind it or whatever. Have you ever seen that live? Never live, no. I I went to the Stampede about six or seven years ago, and my sister was living out there, and I saw those chuck wagon races. What when you watch them on TV, it does not do it justice. Why not? Oh, it's just crazy how fast those things are moving and how like rickety you know yeah. like part of the fun is it's like this old rickety kind of wagon it looks like at any moment the thing's gonna flip over and just you know destroy whatever's in its path yeah any racing like f1 or whatever yeah, NASCAR. Be there. but but it's funny though because like in in the racing they make things aerodynamic as aerodynamic as possible but the chuck wagon is the least aerodynamic <laughs> thing it's a big old box <laughs> yeah well, I bring it up because three horses died yesterday during the uh, during the chuck wagon race. Uh, broke their legs. Uh, they 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 basically come out. They put a tarp over top of the horses. They lay there. That that ruins the show a little bit. And no kidding. And then the medical kids team, would be having nightmares. Yeah, the medical team comes out, looks at them, and goes. They're not making it. Glue factory. Yeah, right to the glue factory. This is. The, but the thing is. That's the so these three horses now make it six horses that have died at the Calgary Stampede, and of course people are calling for something to be done. Here's a global news article uh, story from YouTube about uh, protesters outside the Calgary Stampede. Inside, rodeo supporters say they love their animals. Anyone who actually loves another wouldn't risk their life or their body for a prize or for profit. It's hard. It's a hard call. You enjoy the spectacle, but you don't want horses to die. Well, I think, I think it's a. I think it'd be easy enough to get rid of the chuck wagon races if they're that dangerous. I think you know maybe it's time to. And I know there's probably a lot of rodeo fans that would be upset because they're the purists and stuff like that. And I'd say maybe it's time for that to go, but. I would agree with that, but I think that once you get rid of the chuck wagon, how long until you get rid of the rodeo altogether? You know, it's just like kind of a slippery slope of banning things. Do you think they should ban Jello as well, Jim? Why? No. Jello's made out of horses. That can't be true. Google it right now. Well, no, I know. I don't think if, even if it is true, I believe you. Is it really? Google it right now. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Say, is Jello made out of horses? Is Jello made from horses? Urban legends claim that gelatin comes from horse or cow hooves. That's not exactly true. The collagen in gelatin does come from the boiling of bo- So, yes, you're right. Yeah. Jello is sweetened gelatin, and gel- gelatin can be made from horse and cow hooves. See, I don't know. I like bacon, and uh-huh. I like, I like uh, uh, steak, so I'm not going to make a choice over what animal deserves to live or not. But watching a horse die, a big stadium full of people, watching a horse die and then have a blanket put over it. Yeah. That's not... What I call entertainment. No, and before I have a bacon burger, I don't see p- pigs running around and falling and dying in front of my eyes. <laughs> but so you know, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss, and I think, you know, I, I'm sure the chuck wagons, are, like you said, are the most exciting thing there, but I don't know. What's the limit? But then once you ban the chuck wagons, then the ro- then the bull riding is also, yeah. you know, bad for animals. 
the, you know, the bucking bronco guys. And the next thing you know, all you have is the beer tent and uh, some elephant ears. Yeah, and posers wearing cowboy hats. And then they ban the elephant ears because they're cruel for <laughs> elephants. Got to cut off those ears and fry them up. That's how they make elephant ears. To Google it. Let me Google that. Wait a second. <laughs> We got another text here. It says, hey, guys, it's a professional sport. Stuff happens. And by stuff happens, three horses died this weekend. Just last night at the Stampede, uh, the Calgary Stampede. Hey, guys, professional sport. Stuff happens. Look at boxing. People have actually died, not just a horse inj- injury. Accidents happen, ha- happen. Nothing was on purpose. And I replied saying, yeah, but six boxers didn't die in a weekend. You know what I mean? One boxer dies every couple years. How many boxers? How many boxers' deaths are you comfortable with, Jim? All of them, if it's their choice, because it's their consensual choice. The horses, it's not really their choice. The boxers know the risks as well as UFC fighters, and they step in the ring voluntarily. So I, I don't think it's quite apples and apples. Would you be more upset if you saw a boxer die in the ring or a horse die at the Calgary Stampede? Clearly, a boxer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But how many horses have to die before the chuck wagons are canceled? Like, again, I know yeah, it's great fun for the family. We cancel the stampede. No. We're just reporting on this story that's in the news. Right? I'm not even saying cancel the chuck I'm saying how much would it take for somebody to go, okay, that's enough horses You can deaths. understand both sides of the argument. Yes. Perfect. And they're not making jello out of boxers. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. That's still horses. I know. It's a tough pill to swallow. When I, when I found out that Jello was made out of horses, it kind of turned me off Jello for the rest of my life. That and the whole Bill Cosby thing. <laughs> Not eating a lot of Jello these days. It's that global warming, man. You know, we got to do what we can to save the planet. That's why uh, we can't drink out of straws anymore. Plastic straws, get in the boot. Metal straws are the hot new thing. Everywhere. But you got to be careful if you're drinking out of metal straws. Jim, uh, you mentioned this to me last week, and I had you pull up the news story because I didn't believe this had actually happened. Yes. There was a British woman, age 60. Uh, she had a metal straw in a glass a couple days ago. Uh, she was a little older. She had some health problems, so she wasn't able to walk that well. She tripped, fell on the glass, and the glass went through her, or the straw went, the metal straw went through her eyeball into her brain. And killed her. And killed her. Come on. Yeah. What is the source of that news story? This is New York Times. Come on. It's like the uh, the Joker's magic trick in The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Making the pencil disappear? <laughs> Want me to make this metal straw disappear? <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's terrifying, actually. But, I mean, there's so many people sharing this article. Like, metal straws are dangerous. This is a one in a million shot, is it not? Right. Are they saying that this is the reason we should not ban plastic straws? I think that's the (laughs) undertone. Like, look, see what happens. Well, how about this? You you make a trade-off. You can still use plastic straws as long as you stop watching pornography. What? No deal. Apparently, according to a new study by a French nonprofit company, porn could be responsible for more greenhouse gases than you ever thought possible. Uh, reason is, it uses a lot of energy to stream adult videos online. Oh. And based on the amount that is being watched on the internet, it's really adding up. Researchers found uh, porno results 
in just under 1 million tons of carbon dioxide emissions a year, which is as much as the entire country of Belgium or Kuwait. So you watching <laughs> porn, it all adds up, about a million tons, 100 million tons, I should say, of carbon dioxide released into the air because of it. Interesting, but then YouTube and Netflix are also just as guilty. Sure. Right? And also, it makes me wonder, is that a more of a carbon footprint than the paper magazines and the VHSs or less? Well, I haven't even got to all the Kleenex that's being used, Jim. <laughs> Porn is killing our planet. They are calling on porn sites and streaming sites like Netflix to, to make their video sizes smaller to chip away at some of the energy used to stream them. Hmm. That's how they threaten dudes, though, always, with the porno. It's ruining the planet. It's going to make your palms hairy, <laughs> <laughs> which won't matter because there's not going to be an earth for you to live on anymore. People getting out and enjoying the sunshine in the Potahawk region for the old Potahawk piss-up. Yeah. Lake Erie near Turkey Point. A bunch of boats show up and park these boats just off the shore. And Have you been to this thing? I, I, I've been invited multiple times, but uh, I don't trust myself to go to yeah. that sort of... <laughs> like, let's go party on the water. And there's a big sand dune, I guess. You can walk up and down. And- yeah. Like a big sandbar, people just stand in the water. Go boat from boat, Mm -hmm. asking for beers or sharing your whatever you're drinking. And uh, the issue is somebody's got to drive the boat back to shore at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of boat guys, though, who just love getting the boat out, and they will make that sacrifice to not drink. Like, It'll be the DD? It's a certain breed that has a boat. They love the boat, and you know they'll take care of it as well as their passengers in it. Uh, but I've never been. I have a bunch of friends. I feel like it's like a South of London thing. People North, I never even heard about it until I went to college. But it seems like it's a lot of like St. Thomas Tilsonburg folk instead of like Stratford, Seaforth Mitchell. I, I can't go now. I'm too old. I, I don't know. I saw some pics on Twitter. There's still some gray chest hair boys <laughs> living the dream out there. Gray chest hair boys. Well, I feel like you have to Am be I a, in that club? Am yeah. I, let me, let me. Yeah, See, there's a couple there. I got it, some grays coming it's in. It's two types of people. It's the it's the young people who have dad's boats, uh-huh. or it's the young dads who have boats and are freshly divorced. <laughs> Go down there, basically. <laughs> the great chest hair boys. Yeah. Uh, how did uh, how did everyone do at the Potahawk piss up this year, Jim? Not that bad as far as you know accidents and stuff like that. Five people were pulled from a sinking boat during Potahawk. Uh, the OPP had to show up, and uh, I found a picture of it here. I, I, it's really hard to tell, but it looks like their boat is that orange boat there, Taz. It looks like it must have been a small fishing boat. Okay, it's not like a yacht or something went down. No, no, and that's why there was only five people on it. Thankfully, it was only a small boat, but yeah, you know, you get greedy and you try to jam a bunch of people up on a boat that only should have three people on it. It says maximum <laughs> capacity three, but what does the <laughs> boat maker really know? <laughs> uh, there was a uh, barbecue burn. Somebody burnt themselves. I don't know. But the OPP responded to that too. And also there was one guy who was impaired on his boat. Just one guy who blew twice the limit. And he got nabbed. Yeah. But they say it was less less people than usual. Only 500 boats showed up um, yesterday afternoon. Which That's still is a lot quieter of than previous years. Definitely, but... 500? I feel like at one point there was thousands. Yeah. I wonder why it's losing... Well, it's, probably, it's probably the old... 
gray chest hair boys are dying off. <laughs> or creeping the young people out. Well, if you're in Potahawk on the weekend, congratulations. We'll consider that a success. We, ju- we just need to clarify that this actually happened because it's going to be one of those stories that people think is an urban legend. There's no way that happened. Were you there? No, but my friend was there. Oh, Susan from uh, from Accounts Payable at work was there. She saw it with her own eyes. I know what happened. Sure. Sure it happened. Likely story. Vince Neal from Motley Crue. Last night, Vince Neal played Gables in Grand Bend. He was there as part of their uh, VIP concert series that they're doing. It was a surprise show. Last week here on FM 96, we were giving away tickets to this thing. You'll remember, Jim, I said, if you uh, if you get tickets to Gables on Sunday night, someone's, someone offers you tickets, make sure you take them. Mm-hmm. Because I had a little inside scoop that it was going to be Vince up there on stage. And legit, it happened. We've seen video evidence on social media this morning, Jim. Yeah, a few of our friends had posted videos in... Like, really close to the stage, which is amazing. Right. Well, Gables isn't a huge spot. Uh, the The new team there has done an awesome job completely revamping the stage and the sound system. They've got an incredible facility there for, for live music now. But still, the size of the room, it's still Gables. It's not huge. Mm-hmm. Looked awesome. I was very jealous when you see like like oh Vince Neil that'd be cool but when you see how close and how intimate of a show of Vince Neil it was I, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to do that again I've been making phone calls seeing if we can get some of the some of the friends of the show who were at the concert on the phone so far none of them answering mm-hmm. I have a feeling it may have been a late night <laughs> if you've seen the dirt you know how Vince Neil likes to party still you think snorting ants until three in the morning with Ozzy Osbourne man he doesn't look like he used to does he yeah you know you recognize him though do you yeah I watch surreal life okay you know, uh, Vince is uh you know he's not a kid anymore that's for sure but still rocking absolutely Fingerless leather gloves still going strong. <laughs> He's got the black vest on. We'll share some of the video that we've seen on the FM 96 Facebook fan page. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.